Rampant Richmond took an injury-ravaged and undermanned Hawthorne side to task, running out 61-point winners at the MCG. And now just one match remains in our home-and-away campaign, as the Hawks seek revenge against a Western Bulldogs side desperate to qualify for finals. We'll be discussing that Round 23 clash, as well as the latest on Box Hill and our AFLW side, right here on the Hawk Talk podcast. My name is Nick Mason, and Tiz, it's been a decent season from our boys, but it did look like they were ready for it to be over. Yeah, they're sort of struggling to the finish line now. A lot of young bodies, a lot of injuries. What is 13 off the total list now? That's a lot. Yeah, for all we know, that injury list could expand, given that we just heard this week that Jarman Impey has been playing through uh, loose screws in his ankle. Yeah, and I mean, to look at to look at the overall stat- state of the game, we lost by 10 goals, but inside 50s, 55 to 52. Yeah, the supply quite was odd. there. Quite odd. Yeah. When you consider our midfield looked awful and people are considering Jager and Tom Mitchell moving on and the mm-hmm. media's got Bruce leaving and Gunston's following, am I allowed to say his name? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Clarko, wherever he's going. Yeah. Wherever, you haven't heard it enough where, this week. Wherever he may end up, along with Liam Shields, who obviously the club haven't announced that he's retiring, so who knows what's going on there. Mm. Um, you'd expect he gets another game. I thought he played all right. Wasn't fantastic. Didn't set the world on fire. But our best player on the weekend was Newcomb, probably, and James Sicily in a very, very strange role. That strange role being the midfield, and, which is a first, and the sausage role that he kicked. It'll- First time in a long time, beautiful goal too. 30 touches and a goal for James Sicily, five inside 50s, a game high at 715 metres gain, and as we said, a midfield cameo. Now that is Sam Mitchell not looking to win the game, not I think looking he went to the, lose the game. No, he just went into the archives. He went, uh, oh, look, here's, um, here's Luke Hodges' <laughs> game plan. Maybe Sicily can do parts of this as well. He was like, oh, I remember this used to work when I played. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, he's just throwing the magnets It's a huge around. demand. Oh, it's, it's a huge demand on the three defenders that were Well, no, Jekka must drive. feel fantastic. Okay, like, Jekka comes up from the VFL, they move Sicily to accommodate him. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Yeah. I mean, Jekka actually did reasonably well. I didn't think Rebolt had a great game. He does look good. Yeah. Denver Granger Barass. There have been some incredibly... Harsh takes? And... Early takes on this kid. Yeah. We've seen him drop to the VFL, so obviously internally he's not hitting all the right mm. integers. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you hear this about Jarman Impey with his screws loose and you're like, well, can I really <laughs> have a go at a kid? Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a little uh, pause on this and get some perspective. Yeah. But a couple of weeks ago he said how badly some of the first years had been for some key defenders that we've signed in the past that have become premiership players and mm-hmm. highly dependable members of our Hawthorne unit and history and you know I I don't have uh, misgivings about taking Denver where we did it's just that this is a lot of taking a uh, a young key defender it, they're not going to look like a pick six midfielder or a pick six forward for many yeah. years are they they're just not going to have the same output no, and and they are going to test your patience as a yeah. fan. Absolutely. That's certainly what happened for me on the weekend. I'll cop to that. But he needs time. That's that's just it. We've got to be... You've got to hang in there as fans and, and uh, come with him on the journey. Speaking of time, you add them all together. They've yeah. had one and a half seasons. 35 games of experience between Blank, Jacker, and DGB. 
Yeah, up against a couple of premiership forwards and a pretty decent team, Richmond. I mean, they've made top eight again, but, and we're we're almost bottom four. So, but did you know Sammy go a bit Zach Dawson's just going DGB? You one out with I did think Lynch. That. I did think that they left him. That out didn't to dry. seem very fair. Well, they got to learn sometime. And well, I mean, it wasn't Den- like it Denver was... didn't have any worries. He just went up to him and started the physicality. I'm going. Yeah, probably need a couple more seasons in the gym <laughs> before this is going to work for you. Exactly, but... it doesn't wash right now. <laughs> but it wasn't as if you know DGB had all eight kicked on him or anything like that. If anything, I thought as a defensive unit, they didn't really support one another very well. I, I no, thought... I mean, you take Sicily out, you know. Yeah, the, the general, basically. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to look a bit different as a unit, but I think that's what was required, was more of a team effort to mitigate the influence of, well, Tom Lynch in particular, but just their forwards. It, it just but fascinating, the system didn't work. Fascinating to see Sammy just go, right, let's play roulette with the... Magnets yeah. and... Uh, Some people suggesting, geez, it's a bit late to tank, Sammy. <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> and it is a bit late. That's why I don't think it is tanking. I just He's think just it's... experimenting. Yep. It's well, not... you've got to get what you can out of these last couple of games. I think... I, I reckon it's a better experiment than, than the McAvoy one. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That we had to endure... After we recorded, it was announced that that's, that's right. it. He's hanging up the boots. Yeah, it's classic Hawk Talk Pod fashion. And <laughs> literally minutes before I go to upload the episode, that bombshell drops. And his work ethic on the weekend against, well, let's face it, very, very good opposition. Uh, he was always going to be up against the wall from selection. I mean, we needed two Ruckman. I don't know why necessarily we didn't pick him. Uh, we'll get to Lynch a bit later. But yeah, big boy, I thought he played with heart. He played with heart and what a career. He's the best ruck for Hawthorne ever, probably. Always, yeah. oh, he has to be in the conversation. Two premierships. We were talking before, and, and you know, in terms of McAvoy memories, I can't think of many specific ones. You brought up Jeddah. That was the 2014 Grand Final. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. There's one that stands out, but like a mosquito. <laughs> beyond that, I just you know, it's an amalgamation. All these memories bleeding together of when he's. Being you know deep forward and being an absolute colossus, taking a huge contested grab right when we needed or it, or just the first twenty minutes of any grand final. Yeah, he's right there when the pressure's on. Mm-hmm. Beautiful kick for a ruckman. He's one of the most accurate of all time. Yeah. Apparently, I think he retains that record, that distinction. So. And then don't forget all those years when he was the target down the line, getting absolutely pummeled. Oh, he was fundamental to our game plan. If he, if he. Couldn't take that grab. We were cooked, basically. That's how it was for a couple of years. <laughs> but, you know, him and Hale, what mm. a tremendous pairing. Oh, absolutely. And don't forget, he's a bit lucky, 2014. Yeah. You know, mm. it was between him and Segler. Oh, yes. And I feel like anything I say here might be a bit disrespectful to Segs. I don't mean that. Well, I mean, he could be a premiership player by the end of the year. Oh, jeez. We might get onto that a bit later. One of but our questions refers to that. He was unlucky. I think that's, I think that's fair to say that don't you yeah I suppose so but hats, hats off to Ben McAvoy who plays but, his final game this weekend in Tassie but I remember him in the grand final rematch Ben McAvoy is mm-hmm. tremendous so I wonder if Clarko thought about that at the time and that got him over the line yeah, he's maybe. been here yeah. before well it paid off didn't it, it we're, did. we're in the good timeline so we're, <laughs> we're in the good timeline well we're in the three-peat timeline yeah. so everything worked out didn't it <laughs> and then oh, the nerves taken on Nick Nat against you know, West Coast. Hashtag McAvoy memories if you want to get on this train, listeners. 
will uh, will be celebrating him all throughout his final game in Tassie. Uh, staying with this game against Richmond, though. The fan-nominated MVP was John Newcomb. I think that might be for the second week running, what, probably the fifth or sixth time this year. Quite clearly one of our standout performers. It'll be Cicely, Newcomb, and probably Hardwick at the mm. Peter Crimmins medal. But it's nice that it's there's some good jostling between the between the players this year. As for John Newcomb, we were mentioning before, 29 touches, 400 metres gained, another week, another nod for MVP, as I said. Uh, all heart and a game height, 25 pressure acts to reflect that. So a magnificent effort. But uh, also we have to sing the praises yet again of a guy who just keeps on showing up, keeps on getting it done. It's Finn McGuinness. I'm not sure Shy Bolton knew who he was. <laughs> Did he? Cause... He didn't play like himself. No, just... The stats reflect it. 13 touches below his average output, zero marks, which says to me that he got no space all day to even take a mark. Uh, one shot at goal compared to the 16 shots he had the previous two rounds. He was worn like a glove. Finn McGuinness has taken another scalp. The concentration of Finn is ridiculous. Mm. It's off the scale. And Sam Mitchell's come out and said those last eight weeks put him in the best 22, and that's definite for me. So, so what are your hopes for him going forward? Because obviously this defensive tagging role is a lock. What's the next evolution for Finn McGuinness? To be a, even more effective defensive tagger by getting the ball yourself yeah and being able to meet them one-on-one being absolutely frustrating to the opponent yeah so you you absolutely blanket them yeah and then when you've got the ball they've got to be the tagger yeah they've got to be concentrating on you so you've got to hurt them the other way and when you learn to read the play better than than the pun you're tagging gosh you can make them pay incredible because we know there's there's certain players that don't defend yeah yeah, it's well, it's, it's less their go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's some big egos going around. <laughs> On footballers, I'm shocked. <laughs> we got a question here from GSP62 via Instagram. Will Tom Mitchell be on the trade table? Uh, all indications are that that. Uh... Tom wants to stay. Jay wants to stay. But the ind- oh, everyone wants to stay at Hawthorne. The mate. Indica- That's half the problem. But the real indicator is that. Neither of them spend that much time in the midfield either together. Mm. Um, it's just a question of how do you balance Jager and Tom in the midfield and mm. develop players around them. And the real question is, they're still taking the bulk of the workload in that midfield. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Can we get rid of them now? I think you can because you got you can get rid of one of them because mm-hmm. you've got Warple to come back. That's true. Yeah. That, that is exactly the question. Is it too soon to be looking at it? I don't necessarily think it is. I mean, you've you got to be open to it. You can't say no to moving them on because I think the priority has to be the development of who's coming through, and I'm also just not sure. So this is a problem that can happen. If you, if you, if you do rob the midfield now, you sort of stunt the growth of some of the outside midfielders and also your forwards because the... The uh, inside 50s are so poor. Yeah, that's right. That you're not going to get good development. Well, this is the essentially the conundrum that I'm getting at, is when do you pull that lever? Is it right now? I think you have to entertain it at the very least. Uh, I, the, on the inside 50s, I'd say that it's not necessarily a problem with Mitchell. I, I don't think Mitchell's inside 50s are that good anyway. No, it's not about that really. It's that, that it's... It's him giving it out to someone yeah, okay. who has more space. It's him giving yeah. enough of it. But even there, you know, our 
contested possessions. He's yeah. not playing that role no. that much anymore. We're still say, trying to clearance game. That we're good? trying to match that around. Yeah. It's you know it's a real problem. And, and although Sammy was a genius to solve it at West Coast when Prittis left, um, it just hasn't translated at Hawthorne yet. I just find I'm much more optimistic when Hawthorne has a new look in their midfield, when they're running other people through. I feel like I'm more entertained by it. I feel like it's more effective in certain ways. Uh, and I, I'd be looking for them to move on from this old guard, Clarko's guard. We'll get to him a bit later. Well, Liam Shields played at half forward, kicked a nice goal yeah. on the weekend. Good to mm-hmm. see him out there again. Been a fantastic servant for the club. You'd suspect, even though they haven't announced anything, he's, he's not going to be at Hawthorne next year. Mm-hmm. Just a disclaimer, actually, that we're recording this about an hour out from team selection. So, Well, he, he might be selected again this week. There be. are a lot of injuries. Yep. And um, he certainly loves the club. Mm-hmm. And, and I love Liam. I think he's great. Oh, we've had him on the show. Friend of the show, Liam Shields. Yeah, friend of the show. Fancy being able to say that. Yeah, That's pretty yeah. cool. But uh, I yeah. did have concerns for Box Hill when he left as well. And also Tom Phillips didn't play. He's got a knee injury. And, and yet their midfield... Didn't didn't worry them. They still beat Geelong and they're playing finals. And this is a far less, far more upbeat story than what we've just been talking about with Richmond, where oh, they were they're just more battle hardened than we are, aren't they? And they they've yeah. got a sniff of finals and well, exactly. They had more to play for. It's they, a... they played like a team that should be putting us away. Yeah, and they did. They they did what they had to do. Box Hill did what they had to do against Geelong, uh, who, frankly, Geelong never really had a sniff all day. Once we got in front, got a bit of a buffer, never looked back. 14-13-97, defeated Geelong 7-12-54. Jack Saunders impressed yet again, backing up his previous week's form with 25 touches, one goal one, a team-high 11 marks, five inside 50s, and bringing that electric outside run that I really enjoy and continuing to be creative, uh, which is what he's going to need to get a contract, frankly. Well, I don't think that uh, Sammy thinks that Saunders is access to requirements yet. It, but we've just checked the phones, and you know there has been no announcement. That <laughs> there's a debut happening. That's but, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, he's certainly shown a fair bit the last couple of weeks, but I would imagine he gets retained. The other bloke is uh, Seamus Mitchell, mm. which the club has made. You know. Not a claim to to saying him he's telling him he's safe or that he'll be at the club next year, but they've sort of intimated that they'd love to have him. Mm. And as long as Burge can uh, get his body right, he is an immense talent. Mm-hmm. You'd have Amon and someone like Seamus Mitchell just yeah, that sounds good, doesn't it? Burning the wings at the G yeah, would be the fantastic. Need for speed. Yeah, uh, the, the thing that really got it done for Box Hill is the fact that. Dan Howe held up his end of the bargain. It doesn't matter. He keeps on being denied week after week, but he keeps on showing up week after week. 29 touches and really prolific in Box Hill's engine room once again. And good decisions. Yes, I noticed that. Yeah, Yeah, very good decision on the weekend. Max Lynch in the ruck helped him out. 17 disposals, a goal. He could add three. Yes, one Um, goal, two there. And uh, 22 hitouts with six inside 50s for Max. So he might get a call up. Yeah. Well, I like the look of Max Lynch. He's had a really rough year, but when he's been on the park, whether it be for Hawthorne or Box Hill, I've felt really good about his recruitment to the club. Now, whenever I get sad about reading that Bruce has to leave, or the Gunston one, yeah. has to leave, and and Robbo's salivating over and going to the Bombers and stuff like that, I just think, well, we've got Green to be elevated. Because the kids are freak. <laughs> Ten touches, five goals, two. Yeah. 
Now, yeah. I know you think he has limitations, and he obviously does because he's been overlooked a few times. Well, he's solely a forward. But on Saturday, now, the Gold Coast game, which has another forward that's, I think it's three behind Fergus okay. for the goal-kicking mm-hmm. record in the VFL, they get to play North, which means by the time the Box Hill game rolls around, mm. Green will probably be behind in the contest and have to... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right? That'll be good to watch. It will that's be exciting. Good to watch. Yeah, that's going to be uh, Box Hill taking on Sydney at Box Hill City Oval, Saturday, 12.35 p.m. Sadly, I can't make that. I would have loved to have made that one to see Fergus Green in action, to be honest, because he is a ripper. Can you really de- deny a bloke like Fergus Green a spot on an AFL list if he leads the goal kicking for the VFL? Well, that's my worry, is that another club's going to swoop in and pick him up. When he's actually going to be... He could be pretty good for us. Thank you for adding to my worries. That's, that's really good. So, yeah, I think Lynch, Max Lynch is probably a chance. I would say Keller would be a chance um, with Sarong. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sarong could fall out of the side. But with with one week to go... Do you well, really I mean, he in? knows he's going to be on the list next year. They've got to have well, a good true. look at Keller. That's that's all it's about, really. I, I did hear that there's going to be multiple changes. Well, Impey's out. So, you know, there's a spot for Saunders there if he's... Good enough, but you'd think McDonald would take it. Yeah, true. McDonald elevated from sub could be possible. Uh, yeah, big boys final game in the notes here. Shields final game potentially, whether it's career or just with Hawthorne, who really knows? Uh, we had a question from Stewie Bro here, which amused me. Can we ask Sis if he's willing to pull Norton's headband off again so we can see him <laughs> sook it up again? <laughs> willing to set up a GoFundMe page to cover the stupid AFL fine. It was a grand last time. A whole grand. Yeah, it was a grand for that. Maybe you should cut it or rip it in half. <laughs> what would be the... Really take full advantage of it. Yeah, just if, if you get gonna... your money's worth. Exactly. If you're going to shell that out, then just do whatever you like. Down the shorts, you name it. What What would you do if, like, the whole back line got the headband and they all just leant back? <laughs> would you just... I'm picturing something from a Looney Tunes cartoon at this point. Well, I mean... It's becoming a slingshot for something. It's less than 200 bucks if the six of them combine. <laughs> be a great spectacle. That'll save Tassie footy. Well, uh, to be honest, I'm really hoping that the Western Bulldogs lose because I've been on this train for a long time. So yeah. if you lose the grand final by such a deplorable margin such as that... Mm-hmm. You don't make finals. You don't come back from that. Something else we need to talk about is the uh, the curtain raiser. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was a doubleheader, as we uh, advertised last podcast. It was a doubleheader at the MCG. Our AFLW practice match, unfortunately, it was a loss, a 44-point loss. But, I mean, the gulf between the two teams, the Richmond having a very much established AFLW team compared to our women who are just... Just giving it a crack for the first time, really, at the level. Yeah, they lost. Um, they lost the shape of their formation mm. almost completely in trying to pressure the uh, the Richmond forwards and the ball carry, and just meant when they were trying to reach a target, when they did eventually get the ball under pressure, that uh, there was nothing to kick to up the line. So they just got to learn, um, you know, to to hold your structure and. But you can understand it. There's a very big ground. Someone looked very tired. Oh, yeah, even Richmond by the end looking a bit gassed, and that's fair enough. But as you say, the system just went out the window. He needed to mitigate what was happening in you know, our defensive 50 and try and stop the bleeding, but we had no out. And and there were so a... many times we lacked polished and, and just seemingly put it straight on the chest of yeah, an opponent. Yeah. It, it just was quite just remarkable. A of, just a bit of panic. Yeah. And, and also, 
There was a bit of a crowd there. It wasn't a big crowd, but there was... But it sounded like they were more vocal for Hawthorne. Did you notice that? Yeah. yeah well, Whenever we did something good, I felt like we had some good support there. And, you know, it was a 44-point loss. But the thing that I came away from this game thinking was the culture is there. And to quote Gordon Ramsay, the flavours were there. Well, they didn't stop trying. That's true. Well, they didn't stop trying. But it was when Dom Carbone kicked that goal and the celebration that followed... It was a celebration not from a team that was looking at the scoreboard and certainly not how they looked when they were coming from the grounds. Very happy to be there. Right. I think they're going to be cherry ripe when it comes to our round one clash, which has been successfully, tis, moved to Marvel. Good, because we don't have to go to Northport or whatever it was. <laughs> That's right. We don't have to go out to Port Melbourne because uh, of unprecedented demands. It was declared a sellout and moved to Marvel Stadium. First bounce is going to remain the same time, 7.10pm. Those who have already purchased tickets can just go straight into Marvel Stadium. They'll be valid. There's a there's a sighting of an endangered word, unprecedented. Mm. Haven't heard that in a while. Oh, God. I'd be happy to see the back of that word, I to thought be honest. that was out of the vernacular. Ugh, We'd had enough of that chills. word. <laughs> Now, that is going to be good. We had a question here from Adam. Uh, do you think there'll be a melee at the first AFLW game? Well, if not on field, off field, definitely. <laughs> These two clubs. <laughs> oh, they can't wait to get stuck in it. I actually think there will be an on-field scrap. Yeah. I think these teams are going to be so fired up. And look, if they, if Hawthorne bring the same spirit that they did to this practice match, which I think was there, some of the tackling was absolutely brutal. <laughs> I was like, oh, Essendon, just not going to know what hit him. So that's something to look forward to. August 27, that is round one. It's been moved to Marvel. Tickets available right now. Get there. It's going to be absolutely amazing, especially if we pull off a win. That's going to be historic. Yeah, I got a little SMS to say. Your tickets are now for Marvel Stadium. Don't worry about it because, yeah, anyway. I was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> How many do you reckon we'll get there? Because Essendon Port only got 20,000. Do you reckon we'll eclipse that? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, it would be so good if Essendon, that same work ethic, turned up as well. Oh, my God. Do, can we talk about it? We need to talk about them anyway because of Clarko. Do we? Well, See, this is the problem. Briefly. If Clarko goes there, mm. suddenly they become relevant again. I couldn't yeah. imagine anything worse. I mean, obviously, you don't want him to go to either of these clubs. You hate North. Yeah, it's it's really put me in a jam, this conundrum. Um First of all, let's consider the likelihood of him being successful at the next club. Yeah, I'd say very minimal. Yeah, four yeah. premierships, it's enough. Like, <laughs> uh, Yeah, uh, look, obviously love Clarko, but in retrospect, now that we've got some distance from it, lacking the innovation and... and... Oh, you're being a bit churlish. No, I'm not. I'm he not, bought I'm four not premierships to the club. Yeah, and I love that. And, I, and that's why we're There's a goes, reason you'd lose your job. It's because you're not performing any longer. But it, whether it's when Essendon, you start a new job, you know, it's a new start. Whether it's Essendon or North, either direction is not going to dent how I feel about his time at Hawthorne. Because cool. he, no, he did nah. so well for us. Come on. No, um, look, how am I with Buddy? It's the same thing. That's terrible. I, I don't believe you like that with Buddy either. Don't you? Nah. I really enjoy him. Really? A bit different if he wins a flag, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> maybe, maybe it does hinge it's on the success. It's just because the threat of a flag yeah. at the moment at either well, Essendon I've, or North well, I've is told you. so remote. Well, I've told you that I think it will stay remote, even with Clarko. Right. I, do, I don't think he'll get it done. If you're Clarko, who are you going to? Put yes, yourself Essendon. in his shoes. Essendon. But then again, administratively, 
just because they're a big club, but administratively, they're a big shambles of a club right now. Yeah, but that means that there's a vacuum and you get to and fill you get it. control. And I think Clarko likes control. Maybe too much. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. To his own detriment. That's why I think it is very much buyer beware He's either He's a very good decision way. maker. I don't know. I don't think it's in his future another flag. It's, it's not because I criticise the guy necessarily too harshly because, you know, he was a genius at his time. But I think that time's gone. I wouldn't underrate Clarko yet. I think he could... The thing is, if he goes to Essendon, he's going to be that Hawthorne bloke. What do you mean? <laughs> well, to the to to an aggregate of the board or to the people who are oh, inside okay. the club, he's going to be that Hawthorne bloke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As he really got our best interests. He's infiltrated. He's not an Essendonian, <laughs> etc. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if he goes to North, oh, they'll thoroughly embrace him. It'll be his club overnight. Yeah, no, I think that's also not in their best interest. Oh, I, I don't, I don't I think, care about that. <laughs> I think either way he goes, it's a lethal dose of Alistair Clarkson for either club. Who has the greater acceleration towards finals, Essendon or North, if Clarko <sighs> joins? Essendon, probably. Really? I just think they've got a bit more talent on their list. Okay. You disagree? I would say he'd probably clean out more at Essendon than he does at North. How are you feeling about it, though? Like, Where do you want him to end up? In Tasmania, as North, Mel- <laughs> as North Melbourne coach. Yeah, right. So like Sheedy. Kevin Sheedy. Yeah, the Kevin Sheedy. Oh, what a genius. He's just he's just such a stirrer. Yeah. Is it genius? Yeah. When you're on the board at Essendon, you're I've like, had a I few... think Clarko should go to the Roos. Yeah, I know. I've had a few conversations with Kevin, and he's a bit different, right? Yeah. <laughs> nothing, we all know that. Nothing is, you know, you can see the straight line. Kevin won't take it. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. So this time he's managed to cleave the North Melbourne supporters and Clarko by saying, if Clarko comes to the club, probably end up that North moved to Tassie. And all Mm. the North Melbourne supporters are like, well, first of all, Kevin's an arsehole. And second of all, oh my goodness, I hadn't thought of that. (laughs) (laughs) Where are you at on the emotional spectrum of things? Is Clarko an agent of the AFL? (laughs) Designed to take North to Tassie. Now, uh, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, Brilliant. Gotcha. How are you feeling? Because I know some people are absolutely sickened by the idea of Clarkson being at either I, club, but especially Essendon. Campbell Brown. Campbell Brown being a prime example. Do you think that was tongue-in-cheek? Won't talk to Clarko. That's he what he's declared. Do yeah. you think it was tongue-in-cheek? Because I haven't heard it. I've There's a lot it. of theatre about this, but the Browns family is one I yeah. would not trifle with. <laughs> okay. All right. But how are you doing with it, though? Oh, God. I think that says it all. <laughs> if he goes to Essendon and they become successful, I'd... Oh, I'd be a bit of pill to swallow. But as I, said, I mean, for... soccer might be a good option. <laughs> for me, as I said, nothing will take away from what he did for Hawthorne. It will be tough, but that will always be in the bank. All those amazing yeah, It's going to take him football. a long time to eclipse what he did at Hawthorne. Well, exactly. At the exactly. Bombers, yeah. But he was the architect of so many great moments in my life that I'll always have that. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm an old romantic like that. It'll always be with me. It's just something about the red and the black. It makes people disgusting. Okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> All right. Apple Podcasts. We need to give this a plug. 
uh rate and review the show uh if you get a moment and it just really helps other hawkers find the show we're always building the community all the time and that's no more evident than what we're doing on twitter right now as well 3.7k tiers 3,700 followers on twitter i wonder what elon thinks about that are they real <laughs> followers what's going on is there real followers i talk to them daily these are really rusted on proud passionate paid up hawthorne members they're diehards like us and it's always great to hear from them same as on facebook as well great community building over there on facebook facebook.com slash hawk talk pod are on instagram too and of course we've been able to share season 2022 with all of you by way of this podcast uh, and it's all been made possible thanks to the proud passionate and paid up patreon subscribers that support what we do it's almost the off season and uh that means there's going to be some exclusive bonus content on the way for all those that have signed up so if you're interested in that uh, and access to that sort of thing head to patreon.com slash hawk talk pod for all the details elon musk is going to buy manchester united did you know that no i didn't know that that that's his latest statement how long do you think till he comes around to afl realizes the potential there buys the whole comp <laughs> oh god do, do you you linked something on twitter the other day there's a crypto type thing. I couldn't get. Oh, my this head is the that. AFL. Oh, yeah. What is it? AFL Mint. Do I even want to know? Basically, you can buy an NFT. Oh, I, I knew you were going to say that. What are they again? Knew you were going to say. I don't know. Non non fund non fungible somethings, and basically, it's like this, Nick. Yeah. You could buy. You know how you collect cards. Hmm. Well, you can do that. I know how you collect cards. But they're electronic <laughs> okay. images yeah. that only you own. Yeah, if you're apart the, from anybody who can take a... If you're the Hawks f- boys are into this. Apart from anybody who can copy the image or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it just... It it makes no sense to me. No. Uh, and it was $50 for a pack of three cards. And I thought, you know, it's sold out. It's only the captains okay. from this year. Like, it's not... Right. Yeah. Bizarre. See, I don't understand that at all. Yeah. Why would you invest in that? We can invest in patreon.com slash hawktalkpod. That's right, folks. It was a stealth plug. Anyway, we need to move on to red time questions, quick fire answers, Tiz. Uh, this one from Tim. What to your mind has been the biggest Hawthorne-related surprise this year, good or bad? Well, you go first. <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, Emerson Jecker, key defender. Yeah. Never saw that coming. That's, Never saw that coming. It's not a bad pick. Mm. Um James Blank as well being quite the revelation. Yeah, I think that would have to be it for me. Mm-hmm. Blank being as good as he is yeah. so early. And probably a surprise to the rest of the competition too, just how they handled that. I think <laughs> think big tick. Picking up Burge from the Tigers. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a surprise to me. I didn't think that would happen. Yep. And announced so early in the season is mm-hmm. great. He got a bad one up his sleeve. I mean, there's been a lot of misfortune. The worst thing that shocked me was our fixturing. And how how little we had at the MCG and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. The year of Max Lynch, I think, has been an unpleasant surprise in a lot of ways about how unlucky he's been. Yeah, I think we expected him and hoped as much as he would that he'd be more available than he is. But God, this guy's luck in twenty twenty two has been absolutely absurd. So uh, look, that's that's been an unpleasant surprise, but oh, he'll bounce back. I love this from Cam. Remember when I said. <laughs> You love a remember when I said dot, dot, dot. Absolutely. Because I say a lot of things. You love telling people so. Because <laughs> I say a lot of things. And every now and again, they come back to me. Again, uh, broken clocks. Graham Wright. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, he's already given us one. 
Ruckman. Yeah. And Cam <laughs> yeah, says, Speaking of Lynch. Do we have a crack at Grundy and rejig the midfield and potentially be a lot better next year or bottom out again, rebuild from the draft? I can see us being much better with the current midfield lineup with Grundy. I wouldn't hate it. Put it that way. I think it's a huge move. How many long-haired Ruckman can you have on a list? All right, you're right. Let's move on. Next question. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't. I don't think that happens. Uh, Grundy's 29. We need at least two to three years. That makes him 32. It's probably not going to happen. He has. What has he played? Five games this year. Mm. I don't think we're prepared to invest that kind of money in a bloke doing that. We do need a Ruckman though. We so, do. Yeah. Yeah. You got Reeves. You got Lynch. You got Ramston, who's Far off it. He's going to be great. Brinker Richley. Is he yeah. a chance to be elevated? He's still very green. I'd be looking at... See, I don't know what's on the market right now, but I'd be looking at a Ruckman that's between 25 and 30. Yeah, not going to happen. You don't get much out of him. All right. Okay, fair enough. Well, it's still a project anyway. need to consider it. Uh, moving on to this question from Jane. Oh, this one's a curly one. Don't know if you've discussed this yet, but if you had to choose between the two, who would you prefer to see win this year's grand final? Swans and Buddy or Geelong and Name Redacted? Oh, I'd have to go with Swans. Yeah, I'd go with Swans. I, I don't even feel like I need to justify that. But I, I think the ultimate grand final for me mm. would be Melbourne Dockers. Really? And the Dockers win. And the Dockers win, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyone that knows you knows which side you're falling on. Uh, I had this question from Dean. You can bring one player from our 2008 Premiership team into today's list. Who are you picking? That that has to be one of the easiest questions we've had on the podcast. Go. Shane Crawford. Oh, jeez. You didn't see that coming, I did you? I didn't see that coming. Imagine him on the wing now. Oh, Yeah, okay. All right. I'm just going to go with Buddy. It's easy. Buddy or Cyril for me. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's a genuine toss-up between those two. Uh, <laughs> Paddy, reckon we hear any uh, dingly news before the AGM? I'm going to say no. I don't care. <laughs> We're just sort of trusting that that's all fine. Yeah, they've got enough shovels now. Oh, okay, so that's what was holding us back. All right. Uh, this one from Charlie. Any news on Jerome Lawrence? An exciting father-son key forward prospect is that we've uh, mentioned on the show before. Invited to participate recently in the state draft combine in Victoria. Yeah, we've been uh, watching a fair few of these highlights over the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And so making notes, trying to work out who Hawthorne might be looking at in the off-season. And and also there's quite a number of uh, overages which have been playing very well in the local leagues that were obviously overlooked due to lack of football Mm -hmm. over the last couple of years. So it, (laughs) it should be very exciting. Um, and the other thing is, being father son and having look, overlooked so many under Clarko's era, we saw the dads come to training the other day at, That's at right. Hawthorne. So yeah. Sam is definitely trying to change that. He's trying to get a sort of generational theme to the club, isn't he? Yeah, that has been a focus of his. Yeah, uh, the, the culture of it has been high on his priorities. So I think Jerome's quite a good shot at getting on the list. Well, we'd have dibs. To, yeah. to start with, being father-son. Uh, and also the fact is, from what I've read, uh, as a key forward prospect, he can be a match winner. Yeah. Where on his day, he can kick four or five. So, yeah, certainly one to look at. Uh, I mean, we'll go in depth on all this if, stuff. If, if we want these guys, we get them. Yeah. That's, that's generally how it works. Because it's, it's such a good uh, reduction in what you need to mm. bid for them that if you want them, you have them. This next question from Callum. We have $2 million of salary to spend. Who on the current market would you like us to get? 
it's not something I've looked at closely. So instead, I'm going to boil it down to positional need. What does Hawthorne need right now? Where What would you spend that two mil on? I don't think there's one position in our team at the moment that mm-hmm. can't be bettered. That's an interesting thought. I never thought of it like that. I, I feel like, speaking of Jerome Lawrence, we probably need another key forward. We do need another ruck. Mm, need to keep on working on that midfield. Any of the midfielders? <laughs> Any of the wings? Yeah, no, I see your point. Yeah, actually, come to think of it, yeah. We could use improvement in most areas, which for a team that's about to finish 13th, not much of a shock. Aren't we like we didn't get Whitfield? Yeah. He's actually, really yeah. fallen away. This question from Dino to finish off. Uh, not a footy question, but given the penchant for caramello <laughs> koalas, worth getting into a Kit Kat Milo when you're feeling better tears. Now, oh, you have been right. a bit ill this week. Put that into the calendar. Yeah, that's right. Note that down, Kit Kat Milo. Yeah, got ill at half time. No, uh... <laughs> Not even getting any kickbacks from Nestle for this. <laughs> Shocking. Kit Kat Nestle, are they? Yeah. You know, did right. your research? Mate, I've been doing my research since <laughs> I was a kid. <laughs> Should know who does those. <laughs> anyway, that'll be the episode this week. Uh, how are you feeling? Last game of the season. We've done about, what, uh, probably more than 22, 23 of these in a row now. Are you asking if I'm feeling fatigued? Hawthorne fatigue? <laughs> like the rest of the competition about six, six or seven years ago. <laughs> Oh, I'm just asking, like, how are you feeling about the season? And Oh, there's you know, some real bright sparks. There's some beautiful ball movement. We've had some great performances. We beat Geelong. That's a big tick. Brisbane we was a good a one. We had a horrible game against Essendon. Yep. There's low lights, which we were there for. Um, <laughs> you know, St Kilda, still a bogey side. Um, what else? Oh, it's, it's time. We'll get into all this. We've got our big season recap coming eventually. But you've got to say that most of the signals coming out of the club, the development of the personalities within the club, the fact that we're still um, playing a decent game style with so many injuries, mm. all augur well for next year yeah. and the years after that. Yeah, I, I feel good about this season. I feel good about where the club's going. And I think that's really important. We've arrived at a pretty good spot for round 23. What are we doing this game? Do you reckon we can get it done? No. No, neither. <laughs> anyway, that'll be the whole time. I should clarify. <laughs> Is that really how you end <laughs> No, I just think the dogs... Look, we've beaten them already. Not this year, we haven't. We're, last time we were in Tassie. Down yeah, there. Last time we were in Tassie, we beat them. I just... I worry about the dogs' midfield. They weren't at all convincing last year. Uh, last week, sorry. Yeah, I, I still don't know. I think their midfield's a bit too strong. I know that that's an area of great weakness for us. But I don't know, this team surprised me this year in the most wonderful ways. So maybe we can... We, we haven't lost a final round game since about 2009. Wow. That's so, a hell of a stat. Yeah. So, look, look. Can we get it done again? Anything can happen. Because either the boys have decided that they want to end the year on a good note and they've got nothing to lose, or they've got nothing to gain and they're on their holiday already, mentally. I think we should end our year by ending the dogs a year. <laughs> I mean, they're not going much further, are they? No, absolutely not. So we might as well take the take the scalp, get revenge for what happened earlier in the year at Marvel. I'm going to really look forward to this one. I think it'll be good to see off the season on a good note. I feel like it's been a fun, enjoyable season for all of its highs and lows. And uh, we'll see what we can do against the Western Bulldogs. That is round 23. We will be back next week, of course, to recap that clash. We are a happy team in Hawthorne. <laughs>